What is up, everybody? I'm Pete Mundo, HeartlandCollegeSports.com, covering the Big 12 Conference, and we are in the middle of the Big 12 Tournament. It is great to be here with you in Kansas City, where, of course, I'm located, and where the Big 12 Tournament is this week, and it is like the fourth year in a row. So here's what happens in Kansas City, and obviously many of you uh, live in the region, live in Big 12 countries, so you know how this goes all over this part of the world. You know that you can have a 65-degree, perfectly sunny day in March, and everything's great. And then the next day or the next week, it can be 40 and raining. Well, it feels like for three years in a row now, what the Big 12 tournament has been has been outstanding weather the week before the Big 12 tournament, and then garbage weather, absolutely garbage weather, while... Uh, the tournament's actually being played. Last year was snowing. This year it's raining in the 40s. It's just, it's, oh gosh, I feel bad for those of you who come to Kansas City once a year. You experience the Big 12 tournament, and for the last three years, you probably think this place is just, you know, doom and gloom all the time. <laughs> it's really not like that. It's a great place to be. It's a great place to live. It's a great city. Uh, I can't control the weather, though. I'm sorry. There's a lot of things I can control in life. One of the things I've learned is that I can't control the uncontrollable, and the weather is the uncontrollable. So I'll apologize as a Kansas Cityan for that, but it's really not my fault. So anyway, uh, Big 12 tournament's going on, and I just wanted to pop on here and spend some time with you guys talking about where this conference is at large. I had a chance to visit with Commissioner Brett Yormark on Wednesday night, uh, first time we had really interacted in depth in any kind of way, and I'll tell you what, I'm obviously not going to dive into what we spoke about or anything like that, but after watching the press conference that he put on in person on, that would have been Wednesday afternoon, getting some time with him on Wednesday evening, I'll tell you. This guy is the perfect person for this league to have leading it into the future. Notice how I said leading it into the future. And by that, I mean the Big 12 is not done. Now, you might think I'm talking about expansion. And maybe I am. I don't know. We all see the reports. It could be a wild next couple of days. It could be a quiet next couple of days. It could take a couple of weeks. I have no idea. What I do know is this. When I say that, I mean more than whatever happens next in conference expansion. I'm talking about where this league is from, yes, a team perspective, but also a branding perspective and an entertainment perspective. I'm not going to sit here and knock people who are commissioners, have been commissioners, but when you think about who conference commissioners are, for the history of college sports, oftentimes, who were they? They were people who worked in college athletics. They either ran athletic departments, they were somehow involved with one of the conferences, the NCAA. They were involved in the bureaucracy that is college sports. Brett Yormark's not. I mean, you all know his history by now, right? You know where he came from, Rock Nation, Brooklyn Nets. In fact, he didn't really have any background when it came to college sports. And I remember the hire at the time, and I was like, great, outside the box, pro sports background, this is fantastic. But I'm telling you, it has all exceeded my wildest expectations. 
Brett Yormark deserves credit for a lot of that, but also a lot of that has just been kind of what's happened on the field and on the basketball court. And I wrote about this at heartlandcollegesports.com on Thursday morning. You can find the article on the site. Um, And my broader point was that this league has exceeded, I believe, in the first six months, Brett Yormark and everybody else's expectations from where he was August 1st to where this league is today entering his first Big 12 tournament. And I mean that not just from what's happening on the field, and we'll get to that in a second, but what's happening off the court, off the field, the branding opportunities, what this week is going to be like in Kansas City with the entertainment that's involved, right? Fat Joe... Uh, Shaq, DJ Diesel, excuse me, Um, what that can look like in the future, the activation opportunities, the business dealings that are happening with this league. It is absolutely fantastic. And if you are a Big 12 fan, you can't take any of this for granted. We could have had, and I don't want to insult anybody by name, but we could have had the next athletic director who was in line for a big promotion. And there would have been a lot of people who would have gone along with that. You know, it's a tight knit club. It's a close club. But in the end, the big 12 and the decision makers did the right thing. They didn't just give the guy, give the job to the next guy in line. They didn't do that. They said, we need somebody who's going to make a difference. We need somebody who's going to make a splash. And that's what this league did. So credit to the league, credit to your mark who's coming. He's run this thing like more of a Fortune 500 business than really a, you know, college football, college basketball, college sports conference. It's been more than that. And already you're seeing this thing pay dividends. So in his press conference on uh, Wednesday night, you know, he talked a lot about the success on the basketball court, having the best basketball conference in the country. And one thing that he confirmed, and I have been saying this for the last several months, Remember, when the TV negotiations were going on, I was in the classic fan position where I wanted to give two massive double birds to ESPN. You know why. I, we all know why. We all felt for the last close to 10 years that the Big 12 was mistreated by ESPN compared to the SEC and the Big 10. We all felt that way. And some of us believe that ESPN may have played a role in potentially trying to destroy the Big 12 in the summer of 21 when everything was going down. And Bob Bowlesby alleged as much in the lawsuit, right? Remember that whole thing? So I'm not sitting here to be sympathetic for ESPN. In fact, the, the, the salty part of me wanted to tell ESPN to take a hike. But guess what? That's why I'm doing this. And Brett Yormark's doing that, right? <laughs> I, I would have been too emotional about it. But he's able to set all that aside. And the thing that he talked about in the press conference that I had mentioned on this show as things have settled down in recent months was as much as I was mad, pissed, ticked off, whatever you want to say, with how I believe ESPN has treated this league. I mean, heck, the whole reason this site exists almost eight, nine years ago now, the whole reason I started this thing with a laptop and nothing else and, you know, typing on a computer when I was doing radio in New York City after working in Oklahoma for a bunch of years was because I was following this league and I thought it was completely underappreciated, completely undervalued, and completely undercovered by the national media led by ESPN. So I felt this way for almost a decade now. 
But with that being said, what Brett Yormark confirmed and what I've shared with you on this show as the dust has settled is that what makes sense is for the Big 12 to be with the brands who can expose this league to as many eyeballs as possible. And while ESPN is not what it was 20 years ago, you know, SportsCenter just as a product and a lot of those shows are not what they were 20 years ago because media has been so fragmented, it still is the biggest platform. It still is the biggest distributor to college sports fans on a national level. So if you're looking at it from that perspective and you're Brett Yormark and you've got this vision beyond the heartland, beyond the middle of the country, and you want to make this a national conference, you want to brand this thing coast to coast, then doing business and being in bed with ESPN over, say, you know, Amazon or Apple or whoever, it makes all the sense in the world. Even if you're taking a little bit of a haircut, and I don't think the Big 12 is, they got a great deal, but even if you were, the value of doing that business with ESPN and Fox makes all the sense in the world when you allow the emotions to get out of the way. And that's the thing I'm looking at, and I'm saying to myself, you know what? That was the right move. And I started to feel that way, and I started talking to you about that really probably late last year. I said, the deal's done. Um, and when the emotions got out of the conversation and it really got about the branding of this league going forward, it does make, and it did make an enormous amount of sense. And your mark addressed as much in his press conference. Now, uh, something else he talked about was Gonzaga because there's been reports about Gonzaga, the big 12, how much interest is there basketball only school. I've been an anti Gonzaga guy. And I really was an anti-Gonzaga guy because to me, Gonzaga is Mark Few. Or I should say Mark Few is Gonzaga. I've made this case a million times. Is Gonzaga basketball, Gonzaga basketball, if Mark Few, God forbid, retires, something happens, I'm not convinced they are. But what's clear is that Brett Yormark sees this league as a super conference in basketball that can be branded as such and can be spun off from a media rights perspective as such, when that next TV deal comes up in, what, 2031. That's been long reported, and he alluded to some of that in his press conference, that he could decouple football, basketball, sell them separately, and away we go. And if he does genuinely believe, and he said as much, that basketball is an undervalued property then bringing in Gonzaga certainly makes sense, and looking at Big East schools also is a pretty darn good play. Now, the four corners, Arizona, Arizona State, um, Utah, and Colorado still appear to be at the top of the conversation, as one would expect. And we'll have to see what happens uh, over the next you know, few days, couple of weeks, who knows. I think, I think here's what I'll say. I think March Madness is not just going to mean basketball. March Madness is not going to be defined by what happens in the field of 68. You with me there? You following me there? Is that good? Are we on the same page? (laughs) On YouTube, excuse me, on uh, Facebook, this will be up on YouTube as well. And I hope that you'll subscribe on YouTube if you're on the channel right now. I'm Pete Mundo, heartlandcollegesports.com. If you're on the podcast, also hit that subscribe button before the show wraps up. Donald writes, Brett Yormark for president. All right, Donnie boy, you're going to be campaigning for him? You're going to be a uh, field uh, field volunteer for the Brett Yormark 2024 campaign? 
See, I don't want him to run for president, Donald, because then we're going to lose him as Big 12 commissioner. I don't want that. But <laughs> I know there's plenty of Big 12 fans that are feeling the same way as you. I'll, I'll give you that. All right. Donald says he's in. I'm just rolling through some of the comments here on Facebook Live. But uh, we have a lot to be fired up about, a lot to be proud of in this league. And I'm telling you, uh, this thing is changing. It is changing fast. And when all is said and done, if you had to put your confidence behind one guy running a conference, I'm not sitting here. I'm not going to BS you. I've never BSed you. We built this audience up to millions of you on a monthly basis. I, I never BS you. I'm not going to tell you the Big 12 is going to be a better product on the football field than the SEC in a year, in two years, in five years. I'm not going to do that. But from a business perspective, from a building a brand perspective, from a basketball perspective, uh, this league is in a very good place. It's growing. And I don't just mean on the court. I don't just mean on the field. I don't mean team-wise. It is growing. It is happening. It is moving. And there are a lot of people in that Big 12 front office who are taking a very different approach to what college sports is supposed to be. Or I should say, they're changing the landscape. They're taking college sports from what it's been to what it is supposed to be and what it's going to be. In this new world of NIL, transfer portal, it really is pro sports light. And you can either embrace that you can realize where it's going, or you can sit there and cry about it. Now, speaking of crying, the amount of tears that I've seen on social media from these sap sports writers, I mean, what a bunch of mushes these guys are crying about their seats at the Big 12 tournament. It's unbelievable. So roll with me here on this. You probably have seen this on Twitter from some of the prominent sports writers who are at the Big 12 tournament this week. Um, they are crying because they moved media to the top of the arena. We are now sitting more or less up in the rafters. Now, you know, I'm somebody who has been doing this almost 15 years. Not quite, but close. 10 to 15 years. Covered a lot of sports. Pro, college, high school, done it all. Um, you know, I'm in news media by day. A lot of you know that. I've been to, you know, presidential rallies, both sides of the political aisle. I've, I've, I've seen a lot. I'm grateful for that. The notion that my job covering the Big 12 tournament or Matthew Poston's job, who's our lead basketball guy, who's there for every game this week, the notion that we have done a worse job because we're sitting in the rafters instead of sitting courtside, the idea that our job has been any more difficult, the idea that we've done a worse job is ridiculous. It's not true. And you've just got a bunch of whiny, crybaby sports writers who are acting like a bunch of little bitches. That's what they're doing. Every single one of them. And you can go find them on social media if you want. And the irony is they sit there and they say, I, I don't really care about this, but no, you do. You're sharing photos on your Twitter. Grow up. And here's what media doesn't get. What so many in, in media don't get, especially more mainstream media, especially more old school folks in mainstream media, no one has an ounce of sympathy for you. Nor should they. 
You know, the reason outlets like this grew is not just because obviously the media landscape changed, but it's because people wanted alternatives. People were sick of the old guard. And it's because of this weird ego thing that goes on with some of these people, as if they should be sitting courtside. As somebody said to me, you know, when we were talking about this, they said, Pete, when's the last time one of these sports writers was like, well, you know, uh, Texas Tech just switched from a 2-1-2 zone to a box and one. Well, I just saw that because I'm sitting courtside. No, and frankly, you probably might see that better from up top anyway. It is, I, I, I just, I can't begin to tell you guys, I'm not making this up. These people are just complaining and moaning. It's unbelievable to listen to. And it's like, get out of your own heads. And I've seen these guys and some of the responses they're getting on social media. It's like, they should be ashamed of themselves because the average fan is responding to them and saying, cry more. You know, they're being sarcastic with them. How are you going to sleep tonight? Jesus, too bad you're at the game for free. Like, where are you going for sympathy? It's just so pathetic. And why did the Big 12 do this, by the way? The Big 12 did it because they're selling now those courtside seats where they used to have the media for like a grand a pop. The Big 12's a business. It's a business. That's what it is. They got to make money. And guess what? The media is going to cover it. I also saw some media guys saying, we should all boycott. We're not going to go. Okay. All right. All right. You don't go. uh, I don't want to make fun of any towns. I don't want to make fun of any communities. But all right. um, You know, blah, blah, blah. Post-Gazette press. Don't go. I'm sure that everybody's going to be really upset and uh, the world will not go on. My gosh. Give it up. And then you had one sports writer who asked Brett Yormark in his press conference, so did you sell all those courtside seats, Brett? And he's like, "Uh, yep. Yep, we did. We sold them there, big boy. You could have bought them yourself for a grand. That's what I would have said if I was Brett. Or (laughs) I would have said, I would have responded. I would have said, and this is why I'm not the commissioner. I would have said, uh, yeah, yeah, we sold them all, but I think they're listed on StubHub somewhere maybe for two grand. You want to buy them? Can you pony up? (laughs) oh gosh some of you guys are trying to guess which uh, newspapers uh, were complaining yes there were some folks in the Dallas area complaining yes some folks in Des Moines complaining yes some folks in uh, Kansas City Wichita complaining as well so yeah they're they're across the Big 12 spectrum it's pretty amazing stuff it's pretty embarrassing stuff you don't have to search far and then some national people too Uh, it is unbelievable See the game just fine up there? Pretty enjoyable. Just got to take an elevator to get down to the press room. That's it. It's going to be okay, guys. Talk about first world problems. Holy cow. Unbelievable. Uh, Let's go through some of the comments. Throw any questions that you've got right now into Facebook Live. I will answer those. Eric asking, when are the signs going to change on the back wall? Okay. All right. A couple of things have to change with the back wall here. I promised K-State and TCU fans I get bigger signs since they made the Big 12 championship game. I will do that. I've got to add the four new teams as well. I'm probably going to do it in one fell swoop after March Madness. Is that cool? Does that work for you, Eric? Is that good? All right. I think we're all on the same page. Kurt, are you excited for the four corners? I will take any or all of the four corners tomorrow, Kurt. Sign me up, baby. 
Sign me up. Put the Pac-12 to bed for good. Uh, Griffin, you think it's possible for Chris Beard to go back to Tech? No. No, 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 no. That is not happening. Beard looks like he's a front runner for Ole Miss. I mean, imagine uh, you got Chris Beard and Lane Kiffin on campus together. That should go well. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> Pete, if you had to rank the four corners, how would you rank them? That's a great question. I would rank them Colorado, Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah. That's how I would – if I had to rank the four corner schools coming into the Big 12 – Though that's the order I would do it. I'd want Colorado back because I like having him back in the conference. I am a sucker for bringing back an old Big 12 North team. You got some familiarity there with K-State, with Kansas, with Iowa State, with all the old Big 12 teams. It'll be good. And also it'll be a chance to, you know, kind of rub it in the face of Colorado and say, boy, you guys screwed that one up, huh? Screwed the pooch there. And Boulder road trips are always fun. Um, then Arizona because of the basketball program and a lot of untapped potential when it comes to football. And listen, you get Arizona KU on a Saturday in January. That's must watch basketball right there as a conference game. That's outstanding. What else? Um, Arizona state, a lot of untapped potential as well. Growing area. Phoenix is booming. And then Utah, and, you know, three, four is interchangeable to me. But Utah, bring back the Holy War, make that a conference game for the first time in 15 years. That'll be, you know, prime time, must watch every year, especially in football. And um, I think that'd be a very good addition. Very, very good addition. But you could also talk me into telling Utah to take a hike and looking at the San Diego State. I mean, you could talk me into that in the right situation. But if I had to rank them today, looking at, how the Big 12 is currently structured, what it can do going forward. Those would be my rankings in terms of what schools I would want out of the four corners. And I'm already getting crushed about Colorado. Already getting crushed about Colorado. Man, I, I, we're just going to disagree. We are going to have to disagree on that. I know a lot of you guys want to tell Colorado to pound rocks. I am beyond that. I'm over that. I'm just looking at what's the best going forward. Jim asks about Shaka Smart, Texas Tech. Now, you know, Tech's a great job, great facilities, great program. Uh, it's fantastic job. I don't believe Shaka Smart is going to go back. I think Shaka Smart realized that he's better off at a basketball first school. It's what he had at VCU. That's what he's got at Marquette. Smaller, more intimate, guys that are more willing to play his style, less prima donna. Shaka's in the place he's supposed to be. That's who Shaka Smart is. I think he's better off there. Um, I, I don't think he's looking to go back to Texas, to be honest. I think that, you know, he's probably said good riddance. Isaac, who's going to win the Big 12 tournament? Well, uh, this conversation is happening on Thursday night. My Prediction earlier this week on the show, I said Iowa State would beat TCU in the championship game. Now, I said that on Tuesday. That was before all the Eddie Lampkin news came out about TCU not making the trip, drama there with the program, everything else. Uh, so I don't like my own prediction, but I didn't want to go Sunflower Showdown. I didn't want to say KUK State. I live in Kansas. I'm here. People are going to say I'm biased. Matthew Poston's made that pick. So I said, I'm going outside the box. So I picked Iowa State to win the whole thing. Hilton South is what they call it here at T-Mobile Center. 
And uh, that's looking okay. TCU, we'll have to wait and see. But uh, I'll stick with Iowa State winning the Big 12 tournament. By the way, if you are not following us on Instagram, we have a ton of content there. Also on Twitter, just find Heartland College Sports on Instagram and Twitter. We actually gave away a pair of tickets to uh, Friday night semifinal games if you followed us on Instagram and Twitter over the last couple of days. We gave those tickets already, so that's already done. It's locked up. But just letting you know, you will find a lot of great content and more giveaways coming up um, on the Heartland College Sports Instagram and uh, Twitter page. I'm Pete Mundo. You guys have a great rest of your day. Appreciate you being here on the show. Subscribe on YouTube. Share it on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast. You get free Heartland College Sports koozies. When you do that and you send me a screenshot of that rating and review, it's how we keep kicking the butt of all the big dogs in media when it comes to college sports podcasts. We love you guys. Have a great day. We'll talk to you soon. Go Big 12.